Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we welcome Andrew Rinaldi of Field Pass Hockey to preview the Grand Rapids Griffins. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist of the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Scotty, we are happy to welcome back Andrew Rinaldi, the Grand Rapids Griffins beat writer for Field Pass Hockey. He's also a bit of a, he's also kind of a trader because he also covers the Chicago Wolves, which <laughs> doesn't feel morally right, but we'll give him a pass because he does a good job at the Griffins. Andrew, welcome back. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, the uh, the Wolves were the first beat, but you know, they're not the one in my heart. So I uh, send the knife in there a little bit, but you know what? I always appreciate you guys bringing me on here. It's always a great time talking with you guys. And you know, it's the hockey seasons. It's just a couple more sleeps away and I couldn't be more stoked. This is, uh, this is the best time of the year. Absolutely. I mean, hockey's back, right? Scotty, like today, obviously we're recording this on Tuesday and it'll be Wednesday's episode, but we're 15 minutes from puck drop. Cause doesn't the Nashville predators game start at five o'clock. Yeah. So, I mean like hockey's back, Scotty, we are so back we are for real. So back. Get uh Bedard's tonight too, yeah. Bedard, yeah, Crosby versus Bedard be uh -huh. a big uh the passing of the torch, I guess. I'm not so sure if speak. you guys have heard about it, but uh <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone's told you, but this guy Bedard for the Blackhawks is playing. Yeah, I mean, no way we could have known about that. But yeah. yes, Andrew, thanks again for joining us. We're going to kind of pester you with grand rapids griffin questions and scotty i mean without further ado do you want to kind of get right into it yeah uh, so i'm gonna be completely honest my first question i have for and not that like you have any different like insight or an angle on this than than like the conversation that's been happening with anybody with everybody but like i just want your instant reaction to the fact that Bergeron is starting off the season in grand rapids like instant like obviously for you you get to cover a team with burger on it which is dope but like is it, how shocking was that do you think that he's gonna be here for like a minute like what's kind of the, the the feel on that off the bat yeah well i mean selfishly i'm pretty stoked to at least see him for the home opener you know the first couple of games you know this uh he was one of my first podcast guests on our on our podcast at the Holy Grail on Field Pass Hockey. So That's kind cool. of seeing him again around town after I, you know, I thought for sure he was he was a shoe in for the lineup. But you know, I don't I don't want to treat it as like, you know, the sky's falling or that he's gonna be a step behind or anything. I think when it comes down to it, you look at the situation where it's either he sticks around up there in Detroit and, you know, he's getting healthy scratched or he's playing 10, 11 minutes down there in the fourth line on a role that's not really suitable for him. Or you kind of get um top line minutes, all situations in Grand Rapids, get them, just it, it, keep them in rhythm. And, and I think consistency is going to be huge for him because we saw a lot of flashes of, of Bergie up there in Detroit, but I think you can see, 
that, you know, away from the puck and, and he just kind of needed to, to tweak on some, on a lot of areas of his game. It's not, I know we see the assignment to the AHL and we think like, Oh, like, like, geez, we, here's this guy who kind of came in and on fire and, and what, you know, what happened? I don't think it's, it's really that more so than it is, you know, we kind of want to see a little more and, in order to see that, I think you can get many more opportunities with the Griffins to prove that you're that everyday NHL guy versus, you know, you get 10 minutes on the fourth line to prove your stuff and you're playing with guys who might not really be suitable to your whole style. And, oh man, you can't, you know, get 30 assists there when you're feeding it to a fourth liner. So it's all of a sudden you kind of start thinking at what are we doing wrong with this guy? I think it's, I don't think he's going to stay there long. I think first injury that happens on, on up at forward, he's going to be the first guy called up. And, you know, it's it's going to be a temporary solution. I think if Vasilevsky's not hurt and Detroit sends a goaltender down through the waiver wire, maybe he stays up. But that's just one of the things about, you know, not having to go through waivers is that you're going to be the guy who gets sent down. That's just the... Back to the matter. I don't. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button on Bergie. I think just we just got to see his game mature a little bit more. But that's just going to come with time. It's going to come with reps, and he's going to get all of that in Grand Rapids. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he'll be down there for long. But I, I do agree with you. As much as it hurts me personally, because I'm a big Berger and fan, and I selfishly wanted him to stay with the Red Wings. Um, I do like also look at it and understand. You know, given who is on this roster now, there wasn't really a spot for him to get meaningful minutes, you know, outside that fourth line. And the fourth line is like eight minutes a night. What's better? What better does it serve him to stay with Detroit, be the 13th forward, or be on the fourth line, get eight minutes a night, or go down to Grand Rapids, get top line minutes, and work on his issues? Because let's be honest, he didn't have a great preseason. He had two, two really good games at the end of the preseason. But up until that point, it, he, he had problems, inconsistency issues. He was underwhelming. So, it does make sense that they, they, you know, send him down to Grand Rapids, let him work out those kinks, and he'll be good to go. Um, I, I got a question, too, about obviously there, there's a lot of players we can talk about, but I think the biggest thing that happened this offseason was getting a new head coach. Uh, the Grand Rapids Griffins, uh, Dan Watson, who's the coach of the Toledo Walleye in their phenomenal run last year in the postseason, is now the head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. And he has a connection with Derek Lalonde. And one of the big things I read about with the Griffins last year is they don't run the same system as uh, the Detroit Red Wings did. And with this connection to Derek Lalonde and his success, do you expect to see a similar system to what the Red Wings are running uh, in Grand Rapids? And do you think that this new head coach and the influx of talent kind of raises the expectations for what this team should be doing this season? Oh yeah, I think it was, uh, it was made pretty clear in the exit interviews by with uh, Sean Horkoff that two seasons, no playoffs is really not acceptable for for this franchise. When talking about getting your players developed and ready for the big time, you're missing out on a lot of of big minutes there, not seeing any postseason hockey. So change had to be made and uh, yeah Dan Watson was the guy he's obviously got that connection up top with uh with Gru there and hmm. <laughs> I, I definitely think that there's going to be there's a raised level of expectations I mean we saw how, what the what the walleye did down in in the coast and now it's not called the coast anymore but everyone still calls it the coast yeah 
And, um, you know, you, you, you see what, what he's capable of there. You see kind of this, this same style that is going to be mirrored in Detroit as well. So, you know, there's not going to be those, those bumps in the road for guys coming up and, you know, coming up or coming down. It's going to be kind of more of a, a smooth transition from, from American league to national league. And that's kind of what really helped, uh, you know, kind of bring them in from, from Toledo up here in the Grand Rapids. And, and again, and, but with like expectations, it's, it's, there's, it's certainly going to be a different looking team than, than last year. There's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more youth definitely on the blue line and, you know, up front, you got Amadeus Lombardi, Carter Mazur had a cup of coffee at the end of this last season. He's probably going to be a full-timer here. Cross Hannes is another guy who I thought he looked good in the preseason. He had a real good start last year and kind of, you know, had a shoulder surgery that took out, unfortunately, most of his uh, second half. But there's a lot of these guys that are going to, I mean, it's it's certainly a, a different look in terms of expectations. You know, I don't want to say like, oh, yeah, this team's going to go and burn the barn down. But from no playoffs for two straight years, these moves that were put in place because they want to see this team in the postseason. It's going to help the Red Wings long term. It's going to help the Griffins in the short term. And I, you know, I don't want to call exactly that, you know, it's going to be playoffs or bust for this team, but playoffs are are kind of the bar the low bar for this team absolutely um we're gonna take a quick break and when we return we're gonna continue this conversation with andrew rinaldi the griffins beat writer for field pass hockey but first i gotta talk to you guys today about sleeper the nhl season is finally here do the red wings finally have the season that we hope they're gonna have well i gotta tell you guys today about the sleeper app and if you love the nhl you're gonna love this app the Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app for the Lockdown NHL Network, and it's going to be your go-to daily fantasy sports app, and especially for daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Crosby, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's this guy named Connor Bedard who might be that new rising star in the league. Uh, just pick more or less on stats for these stars like goals, assists, saves plus minus and more you heard me right lockdown red wings fans 100 times payout on your sleeper picks so start paying attention and get your picks right and you could win big use promo code lockdown nhl and you'll get up to 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's lockdown nhl see sleepers terms of use for details also got to talk to you guys today about better help if you're thinking of starting therapy, you guys got to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed for convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockdownNHL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNHL. Quality Segment app. two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. After two flawless ad reads, as these two gentlemen will back me up on. Totally didn't cut a bunch of starts and stops <laughs> out. Uh, we are continuing our conversation on the Grand Rapids Griffins uh, season preview. And, Scotty, I'm going to need you to lead this segment off while I, I, I reset and recuperate 
after that because I just know I'm gonna stumble my way into segment two here. So get the ball rolling for me, buddy. I I think you should not cut anything and just leave it so everybody can see what we just went through for the last five minutes. Um, I, I think honestly, just to to wrap up the conversation on the coaching change, um, I, I just am more just curious if you've heard anything seen anything etc already of uh like excitement around the change uh I, I don't know if you've like talked to any players yet or if that doesn't start until like the season starts or whatnot but uh, i'm just i'm curious if there is you know like already kind of a different maybe mentalities too like aggressive of a word but like i don't know mindset or if there's already thoughts or opinions on the the change at the top yeah, I haven't had a chance to to get in touch with any of the players yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on Friday, of course, you know, I'm going to be there yeah. at Van Andel. It'll be a little different. But you can definitely tell, at least from the fan base side of things, you know, I, I kind of felt like definitely at the second half of last season, just kind of wading through the fire Simon chance and, and having to try and be like, like, like hey, guys, he's – for for all the L's that came in through the through the the column, you know, you saw what what Bergren and Edvinson guys that came up last year. Who for I know Bergren's coming back to Grand Rapids here, but I wouldn't say that he looked terribly out of place coming in after sure. his time in Grand Rapids. And and the same for Edvinson, especially considering how young he was. I thought he adapted decently well and his his cup of coffee in Detroit there. So. I was. I know there was a lot of L's in Grand Rapids, but at the end of the day, you're trying to get these guys up and ready for for the big leagues. And I thought that Simon did at least a good job of that. So I was trying to to look positively, even though the season was kind of over by January. Yeah. But just immediately, you know, you you look at at Watson taking the walleye through to you know the Final Four and the ECHL last year. Um, I, on, they on the 18 practice. straight. What was the streak? Does yeah, anyone remember? 18 was the number. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, on the back of uh, Sebastian Cosa as well, who's looking to come up with some big playing time this year. Uh, so rolling that all into, you know, into the American league, obviously it's, it's a whole nother level, it's like making the jump from this league to the NHL. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's that familiarity with Luan system and everything. It's the fans are immediately juiced up. They, this is way too passionate of a fan base to sit through two consecutive seasons in a league where practically everyone makes the playoffs to not make it. You know, you really got to be down in the tank in order to not make the playoffs in the AHL. So a uh, you know, breath of fresh air, a winning pedigree behind it. I think there's Definitely a different buzz in there with Dan Watson at the helm. Yeah, just for the uninitiated, the top six teams in an eight-team division make the playoffs in the American Hockey League. And I don't know if we call this the Andrew Rinaldi curse or what, but for some <laughs> reason, both the teams he covered didn't make the playoffs That's last crazy. Year. So, <laughs> I mean, it could be the Andrew Rinaldi curse. Who really knows? You know, but hey, maybe Dan Watson breaks that curse. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the Wolves won the championship two years before, so I don't know. I, I'd like to think of myself as 
Good exactly. luck, and then it just comes crashing down afterwards. But was that before or after you also began to cover the Griffins? <sighs> that was my first year on the Griffins. Oh, no. Uh, I can't use that. I was going to say, if you, started covering, if you started covering the Griffins afterwards, then you could say it's the fact that you cover two rival, well, I guess Grand Rapids and Chicago, but like kind of by proxy Detroit. Grand Rapids and Detroit have a rivalry, and since you're a traitor to both, Maybe that like that began a curse, but I guess it's crazy that narrative. Crazy yeah. narrative ball, know. Brian's trying to play just for the sole purpose of hating on Andrew. <laughs> like literally no other reason. Just I'm out here trying to channel my energy. My right oh. <laughs> you brought up you brought up Sebastian Kosa and he started with the Grand Rapids Griffins last year before getting demoted after a lackluster beginning. Really found himself in the second half of the year with the Toledo Walleye. Has wasn't very good in this year's training camp. He, you know, what is to be, what do you expect? What are your expectations for Sebastian Kosa? Obviously, Michael Hutchinson and and Jan Bednar are going to be like the veteran leader. It's weird saying Jan Bednar is the veteran leader. He's fairly young too. But like they're going to be the veteran leaders in that, in the crease where Sebastian Kosa, you know, it's all about his development. Like, what are your expectations with, I guess, not just Sebastian Kosa, but the 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 trio of goalies battling out in that? Absolutely. I think for Kosa, I'm I'm going to echo, again, Sean Horkoff here, but it's all about patience, you know, and that's that's been the message since he was, you know, drafted. Um, you know, he's always been kind of a, a goalie who's going to take some time to, you know, to cook and develop. It was never going to be a, a guy to just burst out of the scene and like, all right, well, he's going to, you know, start for the Red Wings next year and he's going to take us to the conference finals. It's just he was never meant to be that guy. So, you know, you like what you saw in Toledo out of him. And it's just kind of keep keep climbing that hill. Keep moving up. Keep improving. He doesn't have to be a, a world beater or anything. We're not expecting that out of him. We just got to see more progress from him in his game. And he's going to have ample opportunity to do that in, in Grand Rapids. Now, I think that this organization would have rather had you know, Alex Lyon or James Reimer down there with him. But I, I don't think Michael Hutchinson's a bad option at all for that team to kind of be that veteran mentor for a guy like Kosa, a guy who's been at seen success at the NHL and AHL levels, a guy who's been a reliable number three option his whole career. And I, you know, it's just, we, you know, we see that draft position where we saw Kosa at and we, Especially when you look at, you know, what Jesper Wallstead had success at this league last year. Um, Yaroslav Askarov, two guys that are in your own division, two young goaltenders coming up, looking to be big parts of their NHL futures. And, you know, it's 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 just that social media driven craze where it's like our guy's not immediately a stud. He's a guy, that means he's a bust, right? And it, it doesn't really work like that. So. You know, you got to take a breath sometimes and just let him grow into his role. I think, you know, the sky's the limit for this guy. We Again, we've seen what he's done in Toledo. We've got glimpses of it in this preseason. And if you put him in the right environment, you don't leave him out on an island. I think he can, he'll be doing exactly that in Grand Rapids, growing up and hopefully giving us a, you know, a glimpse of this, what he's going to be as a goaltender of the future for this organization. But again, if he comes out and he gets shelled in his first couple starts against Colorado or something, the sky will not be falling. Goaltenders take time to develop. They, and 
you just can't do these knee jerk reactions. You just can't have those in here, or you're going to be giving yourself some high blood pressure this season. I can guarantee you that. Well, okay. So also the Red Wings do carry, they're carrying three goalies right now. And you would think eventually they're going to wave one once the Tampa Bay situation, assuming the Tampa Bay situation resolves soon, that'll be when they can comfortably send a goalie down. Well, then you have four goalies down there in Grand Rapids. I mean, what do you do? Do you send the extra one to Toledo? I know Hutchinson's on a PTO. He hasn't actually signed, correct? But can he play games on a PTO? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know the exact um, time frame of that. But, yeah, in a tryout, he, he, he can play. And then grand rapids can sign him and after a certain amount of time and yeah he's he's ready to go so i think yeah they're they're trying uh to you know play 25 game games in tampa yeah I play a game in tampa and um and hopefully they can get one of lion or reimer i'm not at first i thought it was like lion was for sure going to be the guy but as this as it kept going on i'm i'm wasn't a hundred percent on either one being, Oh yeah, this is going to for sure be the number, number one down there in grand Rapids. So again, it's, it's hoping that Tampa kind of puts their eyes somewhere else. And I mean, you see in Buffalo and Montreal, two other teams in the division that are, no one wants to give the lightning any free favors at this, at this point. So five teams with three goalies to start off the year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty wild. Three in the Atlantic. Right. (laughs) Right. So, um, as for that, um, you're going to have, I think you're going to see, uh, John Letheman and Jan Bednar spending a lot of time in Toledo, getting their reps in. And, you know, it's, I think it's better for those guys to be playing than, you know, be sitting in the, as the third guy in the room in Grand Rapids. So, excuse me. Um, and, and we've seen Letheman down there have success both in Grand Rapids and in Toledo and, Bednar, I think, is, you know, kind of the same situation where you just kind of let this guy play as many games as you can, let him grow up and and see what you got in him. So I think Kosa is for sure kind of the guy that's kind of locked in at that spot, right? We've seen what he's done in, in Toledo. No real reason to go back there. Let's see what you got in Grand Rapids. And then you can throw Hutchinson in there, Bednar, let them in. It's it's kind of whoever's going to come out and and take that job and take those starts away, and I think the competition's good for all of these guys. It's going to push them to want to be better, play better, and you know the better you are, the more time you're going to see there in, in Grand Rapids. Uh, absolutely, we're going to take another quick break, and when we return, we'll finish up this conversation, previewing the Grand Rapids Griffin season. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have the access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the the code LOCKDOWN at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, I believe you're up, buddy. What you got for Andrew? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I, I just want to uh, say that I, I completely 
agree with the Kosa thing. It's just, it's so funny. Like on draft night, people are like, oh, you know, he'll take like six or even seven years to develop. And now like people are freaking out that he's not ready in two. It's like, do we forget what happened? Like what, 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 what happened to the, to the patients that was preached on draft night? So I'll start off with that. But um, I, I, I guess we can just kind of just like go down the line of the other like big name prospects that you're going to be seeing. <laughs> we already talked about Berger a little bit. Now we've talked about Kosa. Uh, tell me about Edmondson. There was a little bit of a conversation at one point around like, is he going to make the team out of camp? Like people were really, really, Brian and I included, were really, really impressed with what we saw out of him in the preseason. Um, obviously he's going to go down there and, and play a boatload of minutes, which I think can only be good for him. Uh, tell me just about what you're expecting to see from him down there and kind of what the expectation is of the organization for him. Absolutely. I think for it's it reminds me a lot of the situation when Valeno was sent was he didn't make the team at the beginning of last yeah. year. And, you know, the expectation from the organization was like, we want to see him come down to this level and we want him to see we want to see him be a dominant player at this level to really show that. Not that we're wasting your time putting you down here, but that you're really ready for that next step. And again, kind of like with with Bergeron, Edvinson's going to be number one power play, number one penalty kill. He's going to be eating minutes for breakfast in that in that system there in Grand Rapids, and they're going to want half an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He's gonna he's gonna be just it's it's he might as well set a set a tent up out there on the ice because he's not. Gonna <laughs> He, um, but, but he's going to go down there and he's going to show, you know, he's going to be the guy in every situation. He's going to show that he's, he's, he, he's bigger than this stage. I think he's going to come on here and, and he was already, a you know, a big boy at 19 last year, you know? And so to now come down here in that same level, right. It's just, it's, dominate this league prove to us that you know you're gonna come up there at the nhl and and not miss a beat and again it's again first injury on that blue line he's gonna be the first guy called up and once he's called up i don't know if we're gonna see him again grand rapids i'm going to enjoy his time here while he's here him and him and bergy both but yeah i think the expectation from this organization is they want to see him control the game the way that he should in in that level. Absolutely. So my next question for you, Andrew, and I know we're getting close to time here. Uh, I would know for sure if Scotty didn't mess up the ad reads like five times. So our <laughs> clock's a little off. Um, but so the Grand Rapids Griffins are without a captain for the first time in a few, le- for a few years because Brian Lashoff retired and then joined the coaching staff. Is there an urgency? Do you feel there's an urgency to fill that captaincy? <laughs> And, you know, who do you think it is and why is it going to be Taro Hirose? <laughs> I love Taco. I, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be Dominic Shine. I mean, I like Dominic Shine a lot. Too. Love, He's a dog. I love Shiner. Absolute He's, dog. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd love to see him on like the, on like the Lions. I think he'd fit right in with that culture. <laughs> and he's, you know, for he get my favorite soundbite from Ben Simon over my time here and on the beat was that he would go into a foxhole with Dominic Shine at any time, and 
that just kind of speaks to you, this, the character of this guy. I mean, he's not very loud or boisterous, but he shows up every shift and gives it his all. And he's been a guy at this at this league for, geez, I wish I had the number of years on, on off the top of my head, but... He's been uh, in the just, AHL since 17. I have elite prospects up right now, so let's be... Yeah, you know, way to come through. <laughs> this will be a seventh season. Sixth full season, but seventh season total. Yeah. In the AHL. So, you know, I mean, he's been around the block and knows what it what it takes at this level to, you know, to be an everyday player and to to succeed. I mean, he competes every single night. And just with that kind of heart and soul and the guy who's been just after lash off is as Mr. Griffin as you can get. I, I think it will be Shiner, but if they, I mean, if they give it to taco, I mean, I'd love that for him as well. And this, here's a guy, another guy who, you know, been up, kind of up and down, you know, back and forth between the wings and, and here, but shows up every night and who's going to be a, he's going to be a huge mentor for a lot of these younger players to, you know, kind of grow into their roles. And, you know, he's had, some time up there in the NHL and he's going to know what it takes to, you know, get up from the AHL up to that next level. And it will be a perfect guy for these young guys to follow. And you can't really go wrong with either one. I, I would lean towards Shiner, but if they're giving it to taco, I'm not going to argue. Well, too, I mean, Dominic shine during the preseason. I mean, I was, I loved him for all the reasons that you brought up. I mean, this guy, just gave it 110% every single game. He scored at least one goal. It might've been a couple. I can't quite remember, but I mean, I, during the preseason on the lines he was on, like they were usually a pretty dominating line because I mean, granted again, preseason. So not everyone's going 110%, but he was. And so that's a big reason why his line was doing really well out there. So I, I was a big fan of Dominic shine and that makes perfect sense. Scotty, do you have any more questions? I mean, there's tons of guys we didn't talk about. No, like I'm, I'm, well, my last stuff, one but. is just kind of, like overarching, you know, I, I just want overall your expectations, I guess, for the season. I mean, Brian kind of has it written on our itinerary here. Like obviously the, the there's, there's a lot of youth. There's a lot of, of highly regarded prospects on this team, uh, new coach, like, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think uh, it's one of the better Griffins rosters we've seen in quite some time. I, I just overall kind of what's your, your expectation for him this season? I definitely think that this is a, I mean, again, when you're talking about like low bar playoff team, like with no more of this, uh, you know, dragging our feet and not, you know, making the playoffs again, I definitely think that this roster is capable of getting over the top. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of youth here, but if you look at like Marco Casper spent time in, in pro leagues overseas and, you know, Elmer Soderblom is another guy who's just getting his feet wet in the NHL. He might get called up and stay there depending on how the season goes. It's always tough to, you know, project how this team's going to look in sure. you know, April or May, but just based off what we have here with us here in the beginning of October, you know, they've. They've done a good job to mix some vets in, you know, Austin Zarnick. They just brought in Zach Aston Reese. So, you know, there's not so much weight on these young guys. I'm where there's a lot of youth and there's going to be a lot of growing on the fly is going to be on the blue line. I mean, yeah, once Edvinson's probably going to be gone, you're still going to have William Wallander there, Antti Tuomisto, Emil Vero. Albert Johansson was a guy who really jumped out at me last year. And I, I thought he 
could have had an outside chance to make the team uh, this season, but definitely going to be one of the guys that they're going to lean on here. It's an, a name that gets forgotten in there a lot is Jared McIsaac. He's, he was a former second round pick. He had a lot of, of development time taken away from him from injuries, but he kind of had to, had to be leaned on as the number one guy last year. And for, you know, for better or worse at times, he made some plays and other times he just kind of, it was a rough year for everyone involved. But I think now that he's got, you know, insulated with a little more talent around him, it could be another guy who could possibly surprise a lot of people out there with his, with his play. So it's 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 when Brogan Rafferty is your kind of veteran presence on the blue line. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely a different look. You know, last year they had obviously Lash off and Stephen Camper. So this this one they're kind of giving the kids the reins on defense. And I you know, there's a lot of talent there, and this is where the coaching has to come through and show these guys how to play and how to win. So. I, I'm definitely playoffs for this team. How how far it goes kind of depends on what happens up with the Red Wings and how much of that talent just gets scooped up. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, the constant battle. Yeah, but you know this league's all about development, and all about growth, and there's just there's a lot of interesting names here that are going to be taking a lot of steps in their development. How far and how big those steps are is just going to have to play out and we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I, I will say that in, in this will be my third year covering the beat and I haven't been this excited for the Griffins in all three of those years. And that's just not being hyperbole. I mean, there's just the, the names that are stacked up in here. Uh, there's, there's a definitely a shift in the, in the culture and the coaching staff. I think it's 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 time to get excited in Grand Rapids. I think this is going to be a very fun year to follow this team. Absolutely. Andrew, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Let people know where they can find you. Absolutely. And again, thanks you guys for having me. Um, I'm active on Twitter a lot for all of those on there. Uh, or is it X now? I don't know. <laughs> What's man. Twitter, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the artist formerly known as Twitter. You there can you find me at fph griffins um my work can all be found at field pass hockey uh like i said i cover the griffins and the chicago wolves there but i you know i live tweet during the games i you know i probably post the videos of all the action going on so and i and i genuinely enjoy just kind of talking hockey with the fans as long as you don't come up there and call me an idiot or something like that i'll, I'll generally just kind of ignore that stuff and there's a lot of it trust me but, <laughs> um you know I, gen I i genuinely enjoy this sport i enjoy the fans this is kind of why you know why i do it to begin with so um if you can find me there and shoot me a cordial message you know it, it'll be a great time Awesome. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Scotty, you got any final thoughts, buddy? We ball, baby. We ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, previewing the first game of the NHL season. As, uh, yeah, tomorrow, by the time you guys are listening to this, tomorrow will be the season opener for the Detroit Red Wings. So we'll be back to preview that against the uh, New Jersey Devils, rather, Tampa Bay Lightning's the home opener on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.